Hello, everyone. This is your host, Brian Stegingo, and this is the first ever episode of the NowCast. Um, I'm a human who wants to get out to the heart of the issues in our society, so to help myself as well as the others in seeking out this sort of a discussion, I brought together a, divi- a diverse group of individuals who want to share their thoughts on our topic today. The topic today is the issue of gun control, and being here in Michigan, that is a very, uh, very um, sensitive topic that hits close to home with the recent Oxford tragedy. So um, uh, we're going to do a round robin at the moment, and we're going to make sure that uh, we can get a clear view on our various guests here today and our views on gun control and of related topics. First, we'll start out with um, Merrick and Foster. Introduce yourselves real quick, and then just give us a quick opinion. What's up? My name's Merrick. Um, I'm 17. I live in Michigan. And as of right now, I don't have an opinion going into this. I had to sub in, but, you know. I'll develop my opinion on the way. It'll make the podcast a little more interesting. Let's see how it goes. My name's Foster. I'm 16 from Michigan. And I believe that we shouldn't get rid of guns, but we should definitely put some regulations on it because we shouldn't let ev- everybody live have one. All right, now we'll head over to um, Kiki, who's our third guest today. Hi, I'm Kiki. Um, I'm 17. And I believe that um, although we shouldn't get rid of guns because it's our constitutional right, we should have much um, stricter gun laws in place. All right. Now we have Camilla, our fourth guest today. Camilla, just give us a quick overview. Hi, um, I'm Camilla. I'm 16. And I guess I agree with my neighbors that we should never like get rid of guns one way or the other. Like, it's not good that stuff just happens. But... Hi, I'm Camilla, I'm 16, and um, my opinion is, is that we can never get rid of guns. Like, in my world, there, like, everybody just is not allowed to own a gun, but there's been way too many lives that have been lost, so there needs to be some change that happens, because students should not be scared to, like, go to school, because a school shooting could occur, like, at any day. All right, those are some fantastic introductions. Now we'll be moving on to our first topic. It's, um... Sort of just like a, like, you know, how many guns are there in the United States today? And is that too much? So, um, I guess I'll start out with the obvious uh, question, and that is how many guns are in the United States today? And coming out from the, uh, um, just a quick search, we are seeing that there's around 393 million guns in the United States today. Um, ranking the U.S. number one in firearms per capita. This is by uh, the WAMU. So um, is that too much or not enough? What do you guys think? Well, what's the population of the United States? The population like of the United States is sitting around 370 million. So 370? Yeah, around 370. Um, I thought we were so at 330. So How many households are there? So households in the United States are around 128.5 million households in the United States. So it's like three guns per house. Almost. 
That's quite that's quite a few. Yeah, but like not every household has a gun, so the ones that do have like four or five, and we're also kind of like that. Not just like people, but like just regular citizens, like the cops, yeah. military. Um, just a real quick uh, um, reda- uh, redaction. Uh, there are uh, 330 million people in the United States. I was over. I was over the top by 40 million. So that sucks. So what do you guys think about you know that no, that you know that amount of people? Um, well, I just believe that like households wouldn't need a gun to like protect themselves if you couldn't just walk into a store and buy a gun. If your ID seemed like not suspicious, I guess. Like the Florida shooter who killed 13 people in 2018, he bought a gun with a fake ID, so clearly they didn't check it. Mm-hmm. So just I feel like that's the problem. I mean, one issue with that is. If people don't have guns, criminals are still going to get them illegally, right? Um, so I- you're going to need to defend yourself in some way. So I think there should be definitely stricter regulations. Somebody shouldn't be able to walk in with a fake ID. But um, guns are definitely a good way of defending yourself. Right. Like, I don't think guns should be taken away for sure. But, like, also, like... I guess in your house, your gun needs to be in a place where it's, like, not easily reachable, for especially for, like, little kids. There's been so many tragedies where a little kid got a hold of it and thought it was a toy gun. Or, like, my mom's favorite singer, he got drunk one night and he put a gun in his mouth because he was just trying to be funny, I guess. I don't know. And he thought they had no bullets in it, but it did. And that one last bullet just killed him. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that because with the recent Oxford shooting, he had stolen his dad's gun. And I think that they the literally bought him that gun like a week before. I think that the parents should be held accountable for that. Um, I think that if you're going to get a gun, you should need a safe to put it in where your kids can't get in contact with it. Um, because that's just you know obviously that's not a good situation to to happen right there. I really like how um, like different countries have different um, ways of dealing with gun violence, and I like Japan's way. Although their guns are um, outlawed, I wouldn't want you know the U.S. to have outlawed guns, but they have it where you have to go do like rigorous trainings, like at least three months. Like you have to get a mental health check. You gotta like um, pass a test, like a written test with ninety percent accuracy, and I forgot some of the other stuff. But I feel like um, having that in the U.S. would prevent a lot of stuff from happening. Right. I was talking to my friend about this that like if you're going into store and buying a gun, like you should go to, like, a counselor or a therapist and just, like, have a quick conversation with them. And, like, the counselor could sign, like, a little sheet of paper, like, I talked to this person before purchasing a gun just to make sure that that person's, like, in the right mental space. Well, I take issue with, a gun. I take issue with that because there are plenty of cases of doctors giving, not, not just doctors, but also psychiatrists, giving out uh, uh, doctor's notes, like, medication, like, agreements that were not needed. And that usually, that, uh, that's what ended up, uh, that's where, um, that's how we got into this opioid epidemic. Right, I mean. Because doctors were prescribing medication when it wasn't If needed. you, like, pay a doctor, like, yo, I need this certain drug, can you, like, write me a prescription for it? Like, obviously for money, you can, like, basically do anything. But, like, that just be, like, another step in the way from someone with bad mental health and, like, to getting a gun. Gotcha. But here's the problem with that. We can't put a regulation on that. It's the right to bear arms. If we tell someone they can't own a gun because of their mental health, then that's unconstitutional. I mean, right, I'm in AP government right now, and that's, like, one of the biggest issues we argue is, is, is civil liberties more important or is the safety of everyone? Like, after 9-11, mm-hmm. 
this became like a big issue because obviously the terrorists were able to like take over a huge plane and kill all those people. So like the government was trying to track phone calls and like just track people's conversations to make sure that they weren't planning another terrorist attack. And that's when like the is civil liberties important or is the safety of people Patriot important? Act. Um, so, okay, so here's the thing about that. With that one, it was people's privacy, you know, at, um, at Jeopardy, which... It's like, still part of, like, civil liberties. Which, no, which I think is a bigger issue than not letting somebody have a gun. Because the Constitution is so old. When was that created? 19. It was ratified not in 1984. It was ratified in 1987. 1987, it was ratified? 1989. But it was so written wait, by so the like founding fathers. Yeah, it was, so it was written by the founding fathers. And the intention, and actually, this isn't just the Constitution. The Constitution is more of a structure of government. Mm-hmm. The addition was uh, the anti-federalists who feared that a large government would restrict upon their rights. So this is the Bill of Rights that was created along with it. And the intention of the founding fathers was that the Bill of Rights would be updated every couple of years to stay up to date with the like topics at the time. But that wasn't kept to. I think it was a 27-year period in which they said that you need a new amendment. And we haven't had that sort of consistency. We have, since the founding, only added around 17 amendments, the most recent one being about a a congressman and women and others uh, uh, altering the wages they receive in an an election cycle. So that's the most recent one. Is the, um, so I'm not very political. I don't know much about this, but... Is the Constitution, can you change past amendments? Yes. So that it is. It can the, be ratified. Yeah, okay. ratified, revoked, that sort of thing. That's what they did with the okay. 18th Amendment with the 21st Amendment, allowing people to drink again after so yeah, the original. Yeah, that's the thing. But the issue with it is that you need a majority of states and people to vote on that, and also to the Congress. It is a very long and lengthy process that um, revo- taking away the Second Amendment would not ever happen because too many people are in favor of it. I don't want to take away the Second Amendment, but I I don't think that you people just want to like add more to it. Add clauses. Yeah. I, yes, I think that they should have that right, but that right needs to be earned. You know. Yeah, because like even with like the mental health thing, um, like people are saying, you know, like that's unconstitutional for like not allowing people to have guns with mental health, but like after all these shootings, people are blaming their mental health for it, and they're getting. I feel like there are amendments that have been, like, more stuff has been added to it. Like, the Eighth Amendment, which is, like, the no cruel and unusual punishment, which is basically the death penalty. Like, there is a restriction that if someone's under 18, they can't receive the death penalty. And if someone has mental health, like, issues, then they also can't receive the death penalty. So there have been amendments where they've added more, like, I guess. More clauses. Right, like, onto it. So, like, the Second Amendment could have more things added onto it. Uh, we were watching a video on AP government and like people were just explaining how confusing it is because the first part of the second amendment contradicts the second part. So it's just the whole amendment is just a well-regulated militia being necessary to, s- to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. The, that contradicts itself. Uh, I don't know what the person was saying, but we did watch a govern uh, like a AP gov video where like a professional person was just explaining it. Well, you know, professional is a, a relative term because to some, someone is a professional, and to others, that person is maybe a professional, but they don't have the um, the research or the experience to back it up. Because you can you can go through years of uh, co- uh, school to get like a PhD, a bachelor's degree, but that doesn't mean that you you, you memorize everything. Um, for instance, the like you know the former president, he had I believe 
a, a C plus or some such in uh, econ- economics. Yes, he had a degree in economics, but that doesn't mean he was very good at well, economics. Well, but school isn't everything. It's yeah, like school how isn't you what you uh, do in life. Like school is a good so way to start off your life, but it's how you what you do. That's what I'm saying. These professionals that may seem professional aren't you know by nature professional. Right, like every everyone has a different opinion. So, so if someone believe. says something about you know, yeah, exactly, opinions are what dictates this. So you can't really say that you know professional. Right, person. and even with the amendments, is how you how you view it, like how it like I don't know how you see that amendment is how you're gonna inter like interpret it. I guess. Yeah, that's the job of the Supreme Court to interpret amendments. So and they've yeah, interpreted well like it even as meaning to Democrats and Republicans, like with just the issue of like guns. It's like Democrats and Republicans view it differently. Yeah, well, then I don't really know about that because you have to remember, too, that the Democrats and the Republicans as parties are nearly the same. They have a lot of the same policy and they have a lot of the same beliefs. They just differ on on certain issues, and these certain issues, I don't think one of them is uh, gun control. I think both parties are in favor of the Second Amendment, so I don't really see it changing. You have to remember, it's only certain people within the Democratic Party who aren't really, like, Democrats by nature – that are in favor of a, such an amendment, like an amendment change. It isn't like like um, all Democrats or all you know, Republicans in favor of one thing or the other. It's just certain sects of each one, like sectors. So how do you think this problem will be solved? Um, my personal opinion on this issue, and th- that being that I think that with how everything else is, I think regulation is basically, in its fundamental aspects, the best way to manage things. Not making it illegal, but just making sure that you can properly regulate it. So I think yeah, the first. But do you think that could ever happen? Because the Republicans regulation? are no, really no, 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 going to no. push against it. Well, the, the you have to remember too. The Republicans, there are also people. Like the Republicans didn't even want the ID check when it became a law. Well, you have to still remember that even within the Republican Party, there are people who, I bet when it comes to this, this right, issue, I mean, it's this always topic, like that. Even if you're like in a group, like. So there opinions, are exactly but what so the majority says is what's going to happen. Well, not exactly, because the majority of Republicans and the majority of Democrats are very good, kind, and respectful people. It's just that there is a small sector of each. Um, so they can't be kind and support like not having ID checks. Well, I don't really know how the Republican Party views cer- certain things. I think they, they realize there's an issue, but they also have their own interests to keep. I in think mind. the Republicans are arguing that. The right to privacy intersects with like having to check ID. Like they yeah, I, th- I feel like you're kind of generalizing a whole group of people, saying that all like like just saying that like Republicans think this way. I think Republicans they they can side with being Republican because you know it's basically like there's two parties that you can side with and you vote for one of them. One of those is going to win. You just go with the one that you have more views with, right? More in common with. Yeah. Yeah, you have more common views with. So they might have more common views with Republican, but they might not have the same view right, on like that topic. They don't have to have the same view. I understand that. Topic. Like there someone who could be like super democrat, like support everything, but then be, for example, like pro life. Like don't like not supporting abortion, but like being anti abortion is not really a democrat like thing to do. But they can be part of a dem- democrat party and just support something that isn't necessarily democrat. Yeah, I'd like to get into our um, the Second Amendment itself. I'm just kind of picking it apart. I'll reread it real quick. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. What do we? What do we kind of see in that? 
So, okay, can you explain what well-regulated militia means? So I think in modern context, it has mostly been taken as a sort of like, we're going to get a group of people together from, you know, an area. For instance, within Michigan, we have a Michigan militia. You know, Kentucky has a Kentucky militia. They all go by different names. And you also have within, like, these states, other, like, smaller groups, maybe, like, 10 to 20 people who also have their own, like, militias. Yeah, but the Constitution was written by the well, founding uh, fathers, uh, and how did they, why did they write it? So the reason why they wrote the Constitution was to to in ensure the uh, uh, free and secureness of their state. It was written um, as basically overturning the Articles of Confederation, which gave more power to states rather than the federal government. The Constitution was written in favor of a stronger centralized government. Okay, but why did they write the Second Amendment? They wrote the Second Amendment to make sure that if the government became corrupt or authoritarian in any way, shape, or form, that people could rise up against it and defend themselves. Okay. Um, one thing I have with... Do you know if the Second Amendment has been ratified or... like um, Altered in any way? Altered in any way? 1992, the uh, assault weapons ban uh, under President Bill Clinton. That was a big move. Though they found that the um, yeah, ban the itself didn't actually... the Constitution act say anything about assault weapons? The Constitution says the ri the right to keep and bear arms. Assault weapons is a, a misnomer. Type. It's, it's a... Well, no, it's a misnomer. You think it means something when really it could refer to anything. Because because mostly when people identify assault weapons, they identify them with being sort of urban and militaristic in nature, when, in fact, a lot of weapons don't look urban or militaristic in nature and actually could be far more lethal. Oh, you know what I wanna wanted to talk about is, like, you know how you can get like a certain, what is it, like certificate, I guess, to carry a gun in public places and not have to show people that you're carrying it. It's called concealed carry. Yeah, that. Like The idea is behind that is that in any case, you are able to defend yourself. Right, but I don't know. I feel like that could get dangerous. Yes. There are the, the, the good Especially guy. like going into like a mall where the there's The good guy with a gun, um, um, uh, logical fallacy, is that if you have more people with guns that you'll be safer when the simple fact of the matter is that three days of training or, you know, however long it takes to be fully trained to, you know, carry a firearm in a way to protect others or yourself, it requires basically constant training and it doesn't just stop at, you know, cu a couple years because you have to be able to identify situations. That's why we have a police force and, like, the FBI and other uh, agencies as well. Foster, you have something to say? Yeah, going back to what you said about uh uh, 1992, was that because of the riots in L.A. that was going on, because of Rodney King? Or um, so the Second Amendment, well, so you have to remember, Bill Clinton was more, uh, by, by basically every principle, everyone looked at him as like a centrist in most aspects. People liked Bill Clinton because he was a Democrat that took a hard line against um, uh, like crime, basically. So he was basically a better sort of Republican. And then this ended up turning into Republicans adopting a lot of those policies. So the assault weapons ban is shown to have not actually substantially decreased crime in any way, shape, or form, or some substantially decreased um, uh, um, gun deaths in general. It was really just kind of like, I guess, like a showboat policy. It was basically saying, like, oh, we, you know, we put a ban on something. Putting a ban on something is never really going to work out. I mean, perfect example, a perfect example of a ban on something would probably be a war on drugs that we've been in since, like, the 70s. Um, that has not in any way, shape, or form actually helped us in the end. It has really just created far more division, and it has also uh, been a drain on federal reserves. So what do you, you think is going to happen if in the future?
try to put any regulation on it? Do you think there's going to be well, a capital riot, or do you think they're going to go into a civil war? Mm, um, <laughs> surprisingly enough, um, I think the prospect of a civil war, sadly, might be a little closer than we might suspect. Because um, I've heard even conservative talk show hosts talking about, like, you know, why don't all the red states secede from the union? And then, you know, because they technically have more land mass. What they don't really know, that remember, though, <laughs> is that <laughs> the red states, on average, don't really have a high um, education rate or a higher GDP overall. The highest would be Texas. And right now, Texas is actually looking to be more of a swing state rather than a safe uh, state for Republicans. And the same thing with uh, Florida as well. It's still a swing state. It isn't um, one way or the other. So the prospect of a civil war might be close. But then I would also say, too, to that, um, uh, what was the other part of the question? But the civil war, and you said, what else? Like a future, like if we try to ban guns. Oh, yeah. So trying to ban guns, um, I don't think anything of that shape or form will ever be able to pass through Congress, or especially the Senate as well, because the Senate will always have a um, base. Uh, I think at this point in time, we're going to have a balance, really, because uh, seats aren't really going to be lost in um, you know, any shape, uh, any way, shape, or form. Uh, there might be uh, bans via governors, but other than that, I don't really see anything drastic happening in terms of bans on guns. I think that's really unfortunate because like everybody sees how much guns affect everyone, just not just you know soldiers in war, but children in schools, mm-hmm. and like how like even though um, people aren't blaming guns, they're blaming the people who bought the guns. Like yeah, it's they're blaming. Yeah, they blame the guns. I think the I think another thing too you have to look at when it comes to like gun related crimes is that it is not really the gun that's the issue. It's more the, obviously the person wielding it because guns don't kill kill people. People kill people. Uh, what do you what do you guys think about that statement? I agree. I don't really like it because like the only reason why guns became a thing was to kill people. To kill yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also hunting too. Come on, can't forget about hunting. That's killing. <laughs> they're still killing. Didn't the colonists bring the guns to kill the Indians? No, they brought the guns mostly to hunt. They like. But then um, it turned into. Yeah, then it turned into because they didn't Indians. have guns; they just had like bows. Yeah. And well, yeah, I, I don't. I think that it's pretty. You know, like obviously there aren't bows aren't as powerful, but I think that you have a far better strategic advantage when right, it comes to Right. I mean, the bows. Indians definitely had the advantage because this is their home turf. Like they knew the lands. Okay. Yeah. So something similar. And then. Um, I think on the topic of, like, guns, and it's uh, how are there countries with as many gun deaths as the United States but with less crime? Any that we know of? Um, I'd say, yeah, probably some self-American country. Would it be because of, like, gangs? Like, I think it's just because, like, they also have a high population. Well, right now, China is uh, China and India are top two in population. But then they also have like China has stricter like gun laws. Oh yeah, th- everything in China is strict. Yeah. But I I do appreciate the People's Republic for uh, having a strong centralized government that can actually get things done. Yeah, but maybe it's too strong. Well, you know, I think I think the aspect of a strong authoritarian government is not entirely in nature worst thing ever because so i think i think i, I you would want to like have the same type of government here um you think it would well work? right now we do have a sort of similar government but we have the illusion of freedom you have to remember that though things may are said different those things are said one way they're done usually differently 
but I feel like they're so restricted over there. Like they're basically t- yeah. like you can't have more than one. No, think about the United States, bro. You can't play video games for more than three hours a week. Yeah, I said it's a Chinese student. Let's let's bring it back. Bring it back. Basically, what I'm trying to say is that as the United States government has gained more control over like the states. Because you have to remember, too, the states themselves aren't really good, too good at doing a lot of things. For instance, Alabama, Mississippi, and well I the also... The states are just too divided. Well, no, 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 no. Listen, uh, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama. These are states that, within, that are within the union, and they actually produce far less... Ca- so they give they give less in to government taxes than they get back in kickbacks from the United States government to fund their states. They aren't very good at managing themselves. So do you think the life of a child is... More important than owning a gun? Yes. Yes. Yes, I think children are far more important than guns. Don't worry. I so saw... why haven't we done anything about all these schools coming on board? I think the main issue we're looking at right now, though, is we're seeing a uptick in sort of mental health awareness, and people are far more aware of themselves. We've been... A, w- uh, with the progression of technology, we're able to look far deeper into ourselves, so we're able to see issues that we didn't really focus on before because you have to remember too that back in the day you weren't really as focused on like you know like oh how am i feeling today when you wake up you're more focused on like all right i gotta go chop wood i need yeah, to but go I do like this thing shooting up a school that's not just like i woke up this morning am i in the no no, no that it is a, it is a it is definitely no one way there are very okay there are very few people that wake up and decide to do that you have to remember too that that's brains act differently thing, especially because like we're looking at social media now more because they plan it like they post their gun yeah. and they yeah. post like warning signs mm-hmm. Like yeah, they're they're so serious about it now. Exa- exactly. So they take. Th- we've been taking the initiative as, as of late, but then there also gets into the uh, topic of like privacy and uh, is it really okay to be spying on people? Just you know. Well, I guess if they post it, like they know they're putting it out. Yeah. There. Okay. That's that's one thing. But still, like, what if they you know so a Google searches? You know, they 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 write they they scroll, right. they watch those. That's different. Or like right text now, messages. Right now, we're talking on a podcast. When I turn off this podcast and we go about our daily lives, I'm going to get thousands of ads asking me if I want to buy a new microphone or something like that, you know? Yeah. They're listening. The simple fact that we're talking about gun control, there's probably going to be also ads on all our phones for ammunition or weapons. Uh, I don't think they advertise those. Oh, they do. They, they do. Oh, I've never Walmart, one. Walmart, the uh, store that is all over the United States, they are the number one supplier of weapons in the country. Really? Yes. Walmart? I don't think I know they, anyone they that's sell, bought a gun from Walmart. They sell the most amount of weapons in the country. Not Cabela's, not Bass Pro Shop, which I also think is just Cabela's at this point. Yeah, like it is <laughs> that's so weird because like if people are getting so concerned about um, like gun violence and people are, are saying like yeah the government's doing something about it like the accessibility like y- anyone can walk into a Walmart and get anything like they could go get like a milk a, a milk drink. they can get milk they can get dog food they can get a, a firearm yeah. yeah it's just crazy I mean there's also the other thing too you know uh, there's the prospect of far more regulation on these topics you also have to remember too that our government by design is designed to be inefficient because you're working through the state legislatures the local legislatures you're working through the house of representatives you're working through the senate you're working through the judicial branch you're working through the executive branch you're also then working through all the regulations we've already put in place like there's a lot of hoops you have to jump through to actually yeah, get see, something passed my issue is is that if the federal government made a statement today like oh gun if you go and buy a gun you need to like have certain i guess more regulations to buy a gun, it wouldn't really go into effect because each state would try to, like, fight it and be like, no, Mm -hmm. we're not doing that. But then there's also the prospect, too, like, back to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court itself is very conservative-leaning at the moment with the the recent passings of quite a few far more progressive judges. We're actually seeing a a far more conservative-leaning 
Supreme uh, Supreme Court. So could we also say too that they would actually block a lot of this legislation before it could even be passed? They would see it as unconstitutional. What about what about New Zealand? They're a pretty well. You also have some country. Well, New Zealand is a very, very, very progressive country. They passed a ban, as did Australia. And you also have to remember too that the cultures in New Zealand and in Australia are far different than the United States. The United States is a country founded upon revolution, whereas Australia and New Zealand are countries founded upon a sort of like sort of Canada system of just progressive. Well, Britain until sent all their criminals to Australia, so basically their well, ancestors are yeah, British their ancestors criminals. are criminals. But at the same time, those criminals were f- are under a pretty oppressive government until yeah. they were they were basically to a greater extent far more suppressed in nature compared to the revolutionaries in the, during the uh, Revolutionary War. So uh, it's not really fair to compare. It's the same thing with like Japan, too. You can't really compare the United States to Japan. J- Japanese culture is far different compared to Western culture and American culture overall. So you can't really look at Japan and say that's a good example of what happens when you uh, restrict firearm ownership. You, if you want to look at Europe, Europe, again, different sort of scenario. America is founded upon like you know far different principles compared to the monarchies that's founded and established Europe. You have to remember, too, that the Roman Empire was collapsed before, and that's what led us into a dark age, which basically put a sort of separation point between the republics of the Roman Empire and the monarchies of the dark ages into the Middle Ages. Wait, isn't Europe, like, putting a ban on guns or something? Like, isn't it a country? They, uh, I think quite a few countries at the moment either have a sort of bans or they're very strictly, like, you, it's really hard to get one. Well, uh, if you're if you're not a criminal, I have family in Europe. Obviously, my family's Hungarian, and I know that a lot of my family does own a gun. But I know I also do know that my uncle owns a gun, and he had to go through like he had to take classes, and he had they had to check him like multiple times before he did get a gun. So I do know it's a lot stricter over there, but a lot of people still do own guns. Mm-hmm. I was just gonna say how it's funny. Like if we do ban guns in the U.S., we're just gonna go to the next weapon, which is probably like air bow and arrow or something and just make it so it's well i feel like they're gonna develop like a new technology weapon like something like yeah. i don't know so there's like we might as well just like leave guns as it is early as it as they are but like put way more restrictions on them and i see yeah so we're definitely leaning far towards a more regular regulatory approach which you know i would be in favor of but at the same time i'd also because we have to remember too that when a government restricts something or a government takes more control of something, they never let go of that control. Um, I think a pretty good example of this would be um, the income tax, uh, the 16th Amendment. It was originally established to basically uh, allow more funding to the federal government during a wartime period, and they never, after that, revoked it or repealed it. They just kept it in place and kept collecting tax dollars on the money that we make working. There's no there's no stopping them once something happens. So, to say we, so that's the reason why our, our country was founded the way it was. It was basically you're looking at a far more, you're looking at a far less inefficient system so that when we actually do pass some landmark legislation, it is something that um, other people do want. So I think uh, the way that gun deaths are going and the way the public opinion is going, I think we're going definitely going to see probably uptick in um, favorness towards some sort of gun regulation in, uh, in, in relation to all this. Um, I found this post on Instagram and I found <laughs> it super interesting. It says the Second Amendment was written at the same convention where they decided slaves were only three-fifths of the person 
So maybe it's worth re-examining. Well, yeah, yeah. Like I said, like I said earlier in this podcast, you know, a lot of things are worth re-examining, and I think there should be a great cleansing throughout our legal system where we go through and we look at each and every single one of our, our laws that are in state currently because there are a lot of them that have been passed and never really enforced. And there should be a mass cleansing so we can actually just make sure we have all the proper laws that we need to in- ensure individual rights and freedoms. But it's also not fair to say that too because you have to remember that the, three th- the three-fifths compromise was a compromise. Not everyone there agreed upon it. They only agreed upon they no one. Okay, sorry. Not everyone agreed that slaves weren't people. There were people that did want slavery to stop right at that moment. Well, but I don't think there's didn't. been an issue where everybody agreed on. Yeah, exactly. There's yeah. never been. That's uh, why that we have the constitution. No one really agreed on the constitution. That's why we have an inefficient government. So to say that you know the Second Amendment, the Second Amendment was basically, I think, actually something that a lot of them agreed upon because they knew that um, someone could get into power that a majority of people did not like, and then that person, you know, does a lot of stupid stuff and drives the country into the ground. So then uh, the people have to pick it back up, and that's why the Second Amendment was written. So, but if we removed, you know, the people's abilities to get those, you know, their to invoke their Second Amendment right then we'd also be taking away the uh, pro- the possibility of overthrowing an authoritarian government. This is a very heavy topic. This is yeah, it's just, like, so unfortunate because, like, like, even our schools have gotten threats after the Oxford shooting. And, like, I think because of these events, people are agreeing more that, like, Something has to happen, but because our co- like our government is so slow, nothing's gonna happen in our lifetime. Well, like it's probably gonna be happen like when like our kids have kids. Like something's gonna make a definite change where it actually, uh, like, like makes progress. Speaking of progress, could technological advances make gun control impossible? As you know, may know or not know, um, people have recently been three D printing uh, weapons using three D printers, so they're completely unregulated. So. With the progression of technology, as great as it is, it also has its um, downfalls. Well, what do we think? Now about that you that? brought that up, I, I wasn't sure about your civil war thought, but now, after that, I feel like it, it might, it could happen. Like even when in our lifetime, I don't it know. Definitely could happen. Look, look at our, look yeah. at our, our country. We're so, we're more polarized today than we have ever been in our lifetime. Such yeah, a civil war. The the the. The parties are very, very tribal as they are right now, and and people have such. Oh, I don't. Th- I don't think views. it's the parties that are tribal. I think it's the just the people who people, associate with people the social media it's and the social media too. The echo chambers that have been established in Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, those sort of places. These sort of targeted advertising you're seeing, and the um, inability, or um, I guess you could say, uh, uncaringness of these media holders, where they just don't want to enforce that sort of policy that restricts. Like, you, we all know, I'm pretty sure on Instagram they instituted a policy, which means that you have to read the article you're sharing before you can post it. I, I don't know if that's Instagram or some other social media site. I know one of them does that. Yeah, on Facebook, you can post whatever you want without having re- actually read it. You just read the headline and you post it. And then, like, with that, like, people who are, like, more uneducated are more likely to do that. But people who, like, well. are educated people more people who are the more uh, people who are uneducated are more likely to vote Democrat as well really yes people with bachelor's degrees are more likely to vote Republican well people who are highly educated are more likely to vote Democrat okay like do you think that has to do with how much money they make or their education political socialization is definitely something that we uh, 
it needs well, to be taken. The a rich look at. tend to vote Republican because Republicans favor like Trump lowered the tax mm-hmm. on rich people, so that's why they favor the Republicans more. Yeah, but that's also depending on area. Like there, I've seen rich, rich places or rich parts of Michigan where I've only seen Biden flags, Biden. What, what kind of areas are you looking at? Because I Haven, like North Shore of Grand Haven. Well, I see, that's the thing, though, because looking at those same areas, I could pull up a map right now of the electoral map of uh, Michigan, and I can tell you that the entire state of Michigan is red, besides Marquette, Detroit, Kent County, and uh, I believe Wayne County as well. And Ann Arbor. And uh, well, Ann Arbor a little less so, but I'm saying that those are the high um, Democratic. Well, uh, it, that's how it is. Like that's big where our cities majority are comes usually from. Democrat, and then the suburbs are Republican. Yeah. yeah. But then also the trailer parks, too, are more, more right, could yeah. be Democrat as well. And I know there are a couple of those in our area as well. There's a couple right down the road. I'm not saying anything negative about those people, but that's just political socialization at its finest. Because you're more li- depending on the views of your parents, you're more likely to lean one way or the other. There are obviously yeah, cases like, like myself. Parents' opinion, yeah, doesn't no, Sometimes parents they push you that entire like the opi- other way. Opi- yeah, parents' opinions, on average, are more likely to affect your opinion than not. Or polarize you in so the opposite where do you direction. Think we should start with this problem. Should it be education? Should it be I'm always government in officials doing this now? <laughs> I think one of the first steps we need to take, though, is at, at, uh, like I said before, a major reform of just our current system of government, looking through each aspect and making sure that they can be applicable to the now rather than the past or the and also not only to, not only applicable to the now but also applicable to the future. One of the major aspects with American. Uh, politics is that there is not a view on the future, only a view on what happens now. In Japan, and uh, and again, not a fair comparison, but I'm saying within Japan, they have seen probably some of the uh, largest growth in their country as of recent because their government institute, I think it's called either a five-year or a 10-year policy in which the companies that are seeking some sort of government aid or are seeking to um, be paid, they actually have to provide a 10-year plan on what they want their company to achieve in that 10 years. So I think adopting a similar policy within the United States and actually looking through each issue and making sure that within 10 years it can actually work is would be far better. Because in the America, we look at stock markets quarterly. We don't look at them at a, um, a progression. Um, and then also, do you think that, um, that the United States should look to other countries who have l- less um, mass shootings and less, you know, no. criminal? No. No. Because Americans don't like listening to other people. But do you think we should? Um, I know, like, I know. With American culture as it is, I would still say no. Well, could they do it without like telling the people, like, oh, we're gonna copy what Norway is doing? Everyone copies America. It's not the other way around. Well, actually, well, not when it comes to guns. Well, yeah, no, America is definitely in its own when it comes to. Actually, maybe not, but it is mostly in its own when it comes to guns in general. Um, so that's technological advances. What about um, how often do gun owners actually prevent crimes? I've seen a lot, plenty of statistics from the like U.S. Census Bureau stuff like that, basically just saying that gun deaths in the United States are n- <laughs> deaths are not prevented. Well, there are a very small portion of deaths that are prevented via gun, but at the same time, a lot of crimes also occur because of guns. Yeah. So, because like aren't um, mass shooters or like mass shooters aren't on average stopped by police. Yeah, they're like not stopped by a guy sitting in the crowd eating his. A cheeseburger. Yeah, and he just pulls out his gun. So um, that's one topic. That is one thing. But at the same time, too, you know, having those people, ha- having well-trained people amongst the average crowd, 
and just having like undercover cops, like that sort of thing, like kind of how they have air marshals on planes. Um, the TSA and, and all those um, airplane regular uh, like uh, security bodies, the Department of Homeland Security, more or less. They don't really actually prevent. They actually don't prevent as much crime as the CIA or the FBI because the CIA and the FBI they already know when things are going to happen, and so they stop them before you can even hear about them. Plenty of crimes within the United States are stopped before they actually occur due to um, like a, uh, a secure, like a strong security force. So then it also kind of brings us back into that topic of privacy. And should the government still be spying on us, even if they do prevent a large amount of crime that we can't even uh, uh, quanti- quantize? Quali- qualitative? Qualitative data is the numbers, right? Quantitative. It's qualitative. Yeah, quanti- quantitative. Quantitative, sorry. Quantitative data. We can't, qu- we can't put that into quantitative numbers, so therefore <laughs> should we still restrict it, you know? All right. Well, what do you, th- what do you have... Merrick, uh, st- you stepped out for a second. Um, but we were talking basically about um, security and how the uh, CIA, FBI prevent gun crime, but um, at the expense of our privacy. And I know you're pretty big on privacy. Uh, yeah, privacy is a huge thing for me. Um, I don't. I don't. It's 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 very hard to to. Like obviously it's gonna save lives, but it's just like I, I don't I don't I don't I don't know. Like regulation, I think is necessary, but I don't think you should jeopardize somebody's privacy. I think privacy is a huge. Uh, it's it's a very a very very much importance to me. I think well, privacy of what that you own of gun? everything of um a CDP. Okay. <laughs> oh, I think I'm sorry. I think nobody should be able to do, to to be able to just peek in at your private life do it and see what you're doing all the time. Right, like, obviously, like, your search history and stuff like that, no. But, like, what do you mean with guns? Like, they, you don't want people to know that you own a gun? I don't care about that. Like, people can... Everybody well, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> what do you think about guns in relation to privacy? Guns in relation to privacy? Yeah. What, I- what do you mean, like... So, like, if you own a... Like, you're talking a lot about privacy, and we're talking a lot about the government basically knowing that you own a gun or regulating the guns that you own, and you've pr- kind of brought that up as, like, a possible, like, opposition to privacy, um, as I've seen it. Well, I mean, there isn't a right to privacy. There's a, ri- there's a right to pursuit of happiness, and that may be it, but there's so many people that are unhappy. Well, no, the right yeah. to liberty oh, is liberty. also part of that. Because being, being free is more or less akin to being private. Mm-hmm. Like, you choose how to express yourself. But then you, like... Freedom of expression under the First Amendment. But then also with buying a gun, there should be regulations kind of like that. Because, um, like, when you sign, you know, the papers to do that, there might be... Uh, okay. There should be. So, yeah, so like w- w- there's a lot of talk about, like, IDs and stuff like that. And, like, we provide an ID and, a, like, a background checks and all that. Mm-hmm. So, and there's also concern about voting like voting security. So if we're going to say that we should have far more uh, regulation on guns, could we also say the same for voting as well? Because though voting crime, voting crime, voter fraud is far less frequent and almost non-existent, it still occurs. Then shouldn't we as a country also seek to snuff that out too? But then how, how, like how much, like, is it going to hurt anyone? Is it going to physically hurt anyone? Are gun regulations going to hurt people? We don't know yet until we implemented them. Well, by doing nothing, we're also hurting people. Yeah, by doing, but still, there's that that next step that needs to be taken. Yeah. 
And that's what people are mostly fr- afraid of is that that next step. They don't really know if they want to take it. You know, that's why we have, you know, um, moderates and conservatives. Moderates and conservatives are more along the ca- uh, line of, well, moderates are more along the line of as long as it doesn't affect me, I don't care. Yeah. That's where you, that's your like, more libertarian outlook of just caring about oneself, being selfish, which, you know, and to some extent might not be as bad as people make it out to be. But then there's also, you know, the conservative aspect, which is like, I really don't want to take this that quickly, and they want to gradually do it. But gradually doing it also impacts the lives of others in negative ways. So we have to find, that's why we have to find a balance, and that's kind of why the Constitution, as it stands, is that balance. It's that sort of everyone needs to be in somewhat of agreement on what we do so that we can, you know, change things as they are. Okay. Any uh, any thoughts or opinions on that? All right. Um, I guess with our last, um, yeah, with our rules, we'll let's go into our last question. Um, uh, I guess we'll just uh, jump right back into states. States is a good topic. So basically, do states with strict gun control laws have less gun violence? Have less gun violence overall? And I don't think that's entirely true because states like California or New York, for instance, also experience quite a lot of the same crime. Il- uh, Illinois as well, because um, of but that's you also have to look at the demographic. Like those are big cities, like especially Chicago, yeah. Los Angeles, mm-hmm. San Francisco, and whatever. Like big cities, crime well, happens. Well, cor- cor- correlation isn't equal causation. So we, if these uh, regulations are put in place, we could also say too that they actually don't affect anything if we took them away. That there would be less crime or the same amount of crime. I think um, with the regulations they put in place, they probably did that just to make sure that, you know, they're keeping up with the low amount with other states. Like, since they have big cities and, like, if they didn't put those in place, they'd be, like, sky Like, the criminal, like, gun rate would be, like, skyrocketing out of the roof. Gotcha. What do do we say to um, our uh, uh, privately owned nukes? But um, that's one topic, you know, right to bear arms. Do we think that um, uh, privately owned nuclear weapons is part of that? Does that fall under that? What do we think? What do we think, guys? Um, why would somebody own a nuke? Why not? Why do the United States own nukes? Well, because it's a country. Why does Russia own nukes? Because well, it's a country. It's I don't think nukes should be owned at all. Nukes shouldn't be owned at all? No, I think nukes should not be. Yeah, no, they shouldn't be. But at the same time, it would be really cool to own a nuke. Like, just have it. Just to look at it. Why do people buy fine art? They just want to look at it. Just know they bought something expensive. Yeah, but does the fine art um, (laughs) kill millions of people? Well, um, uh, Hitler was an avid artist, and I think that a lot of his rage was fueled by artists. (laughs) I think a lot of his rage was fueled by the fact he couldn't get into art school. But at the same time, Hitler also was a big advocate of gun control under his regime, as well as um, Uh, Maduro in Venezuela as well. I believe that. So... Going back to the topic of gun control, you why know. would you not believe that? So, like but Hitler like Hitler was an avid gun was. control person. Yeah, yeah he, he wants took to keep the guns out of everybody's hands. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. well, but yeah. like, what about the Nazis? They took guns away from people so they could yeah, have more like power. From the Nazis? Like the no, no, no. The Nazis yeah. were part of the party. They were loyal yeah. to the party. So they got the guns. Well, the they people got, that they were like part of the Nazi army. Yeah, they got guns, and well, they yeah. restricted well, the people's rights to own guns. They wanted to take away the guns from like the people. The people that would arose up against the Nazis wanted it. Yeah, the Nazis wanted to take guns away. From the from the people, the people that would have rose up against them, so they couldn't rise up. They did the same thing in Venezuela recently. Maduro actually did give guns back to everyone that swore loyalty to him. 
So that also. Wait, so is there's a, like a civil war in Venezuela. Right. There's a socialist um, uprising. There's a socialist government in Venezuela that is restricted to the rights of the people greatly. All, one of them being taking away their rights to bear arms. Gun, gun. Actually, gun uh, crime went up after the ban. Well, I'm just wondering. I don't know the answer to this, but like, if a country today, like if a European country today became communist, would that affect guns or somehow? Well, European countries have become communist before. Yeah, but they for- were forced to. No, they weren't really forced to. They uh, just. Yes, know. they were. I don't know. I mean, like. My family's Hungarian, and 1956 <laughs> is when we stood up to the Russians. Because the Russians took yeah, the over Russians e- took away, most yeah. of Eastern Europe. Yeah, I know that, but still, like, they weren't I, who's communists because I mean, they wanted we, to be. Are we not sure that we were even poisoned by Western influence into thinking that the communist states were actually bad? I don't are know. you communist? No, yeah, no. <laughs> communist? that's sus. Um, first, because he seemed like you're literally <laughs> defending the communists. He's <laughs> playing both sides. That's how. You, that's how I'm trying to. I'm trying to just kind of you know get into a broad overview of broad overview, but no. Yeah, but, but still, I'm, I'm, tr- like I'm saying that both communist, socialist, and um, fascist states have all restricted ownership of weapons, and thus that led to them rising to power. That is, I think, the central topic of why a lot of like conservatives are like against a gun ban or a gun or gun regulation because they say it starts. It's a slip. It's really a slippery, a slippery slope logical fallacy. Because they say that one thing will happen and then another thing will happen and it'll keep going down until. We're all in a uh, authoritarian government state, like it's 1984, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> 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 Those are not good timings. <laughs> Those are good timings. Shush. Okay. Regardless of like that. Like, we're just, like, in a mood, and then just <laughs> <that> <laughs> changes <laughs> everything. Okay. okay. Right. He's the host. So, um, after this um, whole panel, uh, what are what are our thoughts still on gun control and gun regulation? Um, so I'm the one that didn't have an opinion at the beginning. Yeah. But here's my opinion. I think that it should be just, I think it should be regulated. Um, you know. So you're in favor of an uh, authoritarian government state? Yeah, authoritarian government, okay. 100% all the way. Let's go. All the way. <laughs> Let's go. Heard it, heard it here first, folks. But not really. So, like, but is, what, what, how far do you want to go with, like, um, control? Okay, so that's the hardest part. Um, it's finding that balance. Do you think it's we should finding be, the balance. Do you think it should be left up to the states, or do you think the federal government should overreach its powers? States. States' rights? Is yeah. that what you just said, Foster? Yeah. Foster, uh, just I want to make sure we got that into the uh, audio. You said you want, you're an advocate of states' rights. Don't do this to me, Brian. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just I want it. You said something about I it. I think it is more well, Foster. Up to Foster, into the mic. Come there on. are yeah. states that... Be confident. <laughs> <laughs> there are states that are like hunting states. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a big factor. There's states that are are very tiny like Rhode Island. Why do Rhode Island why do people from Rhode Island need to hunt? Well, maybe they need But food. there can't be school shootings in Rhode Island? No, what that's what I'm saying. About? Like why why did why does Rhode Island need a gun? Why do well, they Rhode Island so because it's their constitutional their right. That's why. No, I'm not saying to take away their guns, but whatever Rhode Island thinks is best for Rhode Island, then they should do it. But I feel like that's just going to keep us more locked, divided. Locked just like the this. same well, as it is now. Because like the states are going to have different opinions. Well, just because the states have different opinions doesn't mean they can coexist. I think like it's like having an aunt and uncle that don't agree, but they just like you know do their own thing. And they still love each other. Or like, what about <laughs> marijuana? Like, yeah. only some states have it legalized, like Michigan. Li- yeah, Michigan, Colorado. We're, we're chads in terms of statehood. 
You know? I feel like Chad for me is like a diss. Yeah, well, no, it's like it's a, not a it's compliment good. to me. It's good. <laughs> no, it's but good. yeah, it's just so different states. So we so are you saying that we should leave this up to the states themselves, or should we still? As Foster was saying, the states. Merrick, you say national or state governments? Um, I don't have an opinion on that. You don't have an opinion. I on don't that. have an opinion on that now. Okay, what about you guys to the to my right? Um, well, I guess I don't have an opinion either because it's so hard. Because if we do states, like I said, it's, we're just going to be divided. Like Texas is like I feel like the stereotype is Texas. Everybody owns a gun in Texas. No, that's not entirely true. But I feel like that's a stereotype. No one in Austin owns a gun. I don't think. <laughs> no one. No, no, I'm joking. Like Austin's a very well. Liberal, what liberal I'm trying city. to say is that like we're just gonna keep being divided like we are now. Like everybody is divided now, and it's just gonna keep being divided. But I also don't think the national government should be like should just set the regulations for the entire country because obviously all the states are gonna that I don't agree with it are gonna try to take it to court and argue yeah, it. Yeah. So well, that I just might, I don't might know. that be good for us to actually talk to talk through? It is maybe one of the main issues that we can't talk about it. Well. Yeah, you're right. People like are maybe so sensitive with their opinions that they talk can't. Talking about it could be good, but it also could be just wasting time because maybe the th- like the core will agree with the state. Mm-hmm. But like at the same time, uh, I'm s- I'm saying more like discussing the topic provides an avenue to open our minds to accepting like you know certain facts and also certain like. I feel like people truths. are already talking about it. It's just that everyone has their opi- own opinion, and we're all trying to convince each other that like my opinion's good yeah. and yours <laughs> is not. So like you better listen to mine. Feels like you're talking to me right now. What I'm just saying in general, like this is how it is, like All between right. Republicans and Democrats, like not just about guns, like a- abortion for me. I feel like that's a, like a good example for me because they're trying to say that, like, well, if I was a Republican who was very like mm-hmm. biblical, I would, and somebody who just got an abortion, I'd be standing in front of Planned her- Parenthood and I'd be like, well, you're a sinner. Then yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, but yeah. that that that's my opinion. That's your opinion. And like, we're each tr- both trying to convince each other that we're right. All right, Kiki. Um. Well, uh, after this podcast, I still have the same views of like having regulation. It just gave me a lot less hope that anything's gonna get done about it. <laughs> like literally, <laughs> like like the, like just hearing how the facts slow. And logic. Yeah, it just like I have. There's like zero hope for like, like maybe like my kids even being like completely safe from this stuff mm-hmm. because yeah, people are divided and people are so busy arguing. That nothing is getting happen or so nothing's happening, and then also like, I just feel like stuff should be done at a state level. Like I don't care how divided it is, just live in your like different worlds, I guess. But like it'll something will, you know. You're an advocate for change, but you don't think change could happen. No. No. Okay. Well, that is what we or I at the Nowcast and at Now News are seeking to implement. We are seeking to implement a far more. a broad view, an open-mindedness aspect to our company so that people can make the right choices, whether they be going to the ballot or whether they just be living their regular, normal lives. Um, I'd like to thank everyone for joining us today. I would like to thank uh, Kiki, Merrick, Foster, and Camilla for having joined. Um, any final thoughts on any matters at hand? No. Nope. None for me. Me neither. Everyone's really tired, so um, we're going we're gonna to leave it off there. I'd like to thank everyone for joining us tonight. So uh, thank you, and have a good night.